1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. By ben MGM <laughs> from Beck QL.
2: One hour from now, Jason Logan of Covers.com and the Sharp 600. Uh, we'll talk to him about, uh, he, he, he's he got insight on this halftime show. And there are bets on the halftime show that uh, have to be talked about, which we'll get into in just a couple of minutes. Our NFL year in review wraps up. We've gone division by division over the last couple of weeks. We'll hit the final division of the eight coming up in 40 minutes. The AFC West, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. And uh, Charch joins us in 20 minutes. Paul Charchi in a fantasy football weekly and guillotine leagues to talk about some of his favorite bets for Super Bowl 58 as well. Side, total, and plenty of props. BetMGM giving all of their online sportsbook customers the opportunity to win a grand prize of up to $58,000 if you predict the most big game prop bet questions correctly out of all eligible users. Just go to the promotions tab in your BetMGM sportsbook app. And then create an entry in the Bet MGM Big Game Prop Bet Challenge. Your chance to win fifty-eight grand if you predict the most big game prop bet questions correctly out of all eligible users. Which brings us to our daily, at least this week, guys, prop draft. Alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. It is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Let's see, we've done we've done game props. We've done player props, so why not? Uh, today's the day. Today is the day, right, Joe? Of the uh, the anthem rehearsal. Uh, so I would think tonight. It's usually we'll start Friday. To get some weeks. Is it? Friday? It does feel like I'm Friday today, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It, does. it is. Well, the last Friday. couple of days have felt like Friday because we've been talking about this game for two weeks now. So <laughs> I
3: know. Seriously, um, like, every day I'm like, okay, how many more days do we have to talk
2: about this damn game? <laughs> every day. Three more like, days still, to talk about this damn three game. Three
4: more right? days. Gatorade
2: props and anthem props and halftime props. So let's do it. Let's have a draft of our favorite novelty props. Who's going to start us off? I started yesterday, so I'm seeding control of the first overall pick to someone else. Who wants it?
3: Don't I'll jump it once. No. All right. I love I'll the go.
2: list, though.
3: Yeah. I mean, we all do. I mean, you better love your list. Yeah. I mean, we're, yes. we're giving this out to the people. All right. I I know one of you jerks is going to probably steal this, so I better give it away as the 1-1. One, one. Uh, I'm going to go with Reba Under. Reba Under on the national anthem. Been talking about it for like six months, at least it feels like. Uh, yeah, You know, and the number keeps going up. And we'll find out mm-hmm. for sure, like in around twenty-four hours from now, maybe a little bit more. Probably like right when we get off the air tomorrow about what the rehearsals are. Like that'll probably if you search, that'll be available on Twitter for a short period of time. But like for years, Reba's been performing the national anthem in front of large crowds since the 70s. And she never comes close to where this number is. It opened at 83, it keeps going up. The other day at uh, at one sports book, I know in Canada, it was 90 and a half seconds. I don't understand this at all. Um, I saw offshore this morning it was 87 and a half, but keep on betting it up, people. And you know, I've heard a lot of people I'm gonna draw it out, gonna draw it out. Not me. I'm waiting to see how high it'll get. And uh, I'm going under on whatever number, as long as we're not like back to that 83 area. If we're still around 8790, Reba on the under on the anthem.
2: Aaron, go Chris, ahead. Chris,
4: as the uh, resident country music guy, do you agree with the under? Well, I'm going to give agrees.
2: my opinion when I give my first round pick in <laughs> is, just a
4: moment. Is a... Oh, he's going off-o. Of... right, yeah. my one seed uh, favorite novelty bet I'm going to save because I don't think anyone except maybe Paul, who <laughs> might be on to me, will pick this one. Oh, so we'll save oh, that no. one because I don't think it'll be off the board. Uh, When we circle back around i'm gonna go primary shirt for usher white (laughs) at plus 250 looked at i mean i feel like black it kind of just like you want to pop right it's the super bowl so i think white um i've seen him wearing black and white but i think he'll go white for the super bowl at plus 250.
3: does this mean the first one or what he wears for the majority of the songs like what if he changes? First.
5: What do you Or take? what if he takes the his shirt first.
4: off? Yeah. I believe right. what right. I'm talking the on. primary shirtless. color of the <laughs> first shirt.
5: You gotta relax. I'm I'm
4: like, sure I'd be shirtless
5: at some point. You can't bet
4: on Willie show a G-O. nipple, so that, that's another way of saying will he be shirtless.
2: That's not what I was Weird talking about when I, usher. when I meant uh, when I am not to talking about Usher. Usher has to go shirtless at some point. Not like it's gonna he happen. Right? Agreed.
4: What do you mean he'll have come to. out in a white shirt, then I'm oh, sure he'll take it off.
2: If outside. I looked like yeah, that, I would go the to the grocery store shirtless. I mean, come on. Josh. Oh, <laughs> seriously. oh, okay. You <laughs> Agree. would. I mean, they do. That area
3: anyways, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, all <laughs> the
3: time. Just a, it's just a Pittsburgh shot. Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I just asking. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I gotta move to Pittsburgh then it's 45
2: down, oh yeah he's still ready. we're not all built like, like usher don't worry
3: like he he's known for how many months that he's doing this he's probably i don't know about best shape of his life but he he's. he's ripped trainer and he's he's water yeah water yeah.
1: fast yeah yeah he's
2: and he fast. just
4: has to maintain because he was doing his residency so it's not right. like he's he doing had two to hours get in a shape night for this five, five times actually. a week yeah
2: so, um yeah, that's a good call. Usher shirtless. I'm going to find that one. But my first overall pick, yes, I'm going Oppo <laughs> that of Joe. wasn't even the bet. <laughs> I know, but I'm I'm tailing it anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm going Oppo of Joe. And I'm saying Reba. And I'm going with oh the God. Canadian books that have it at 90 and a half because I can get over it even money there or plus money in some spots. I love it. It's um, crazy. Reba Anthem over 90 and a half. Look at all the country stars that have done anthems in the past. They've all gone over. Chris Stapleton crushed this number last year. I, there's going to be no problem. And there's a very important point here. I've been making it about how Reba is now on The Voice. Reba understands. I mean, this is a woman who had a sitcom named after her for about 10 years and has a new show in development. Jason Logan wrote about this. We'll talk to him about it in an hour. Has a new Mm -hmm. show in development. Reba understands the world stage. She's going to be up there. She's not cutting it short. She's not racing through this like this is Thanksgiving Day in Dallas in 1999 or World Series Game 3 in Atlanta. No, Reba knows how this works. Reba crushes this thing. We're going to be close. We might be over 100, but I'm going to take the over 90 and a half. 100? Holy cow.
3: No way. No
2: chance. Highest so I see. Let's go. All
3: on the anthem. <laughs> 85 World Series. She did. Oh man, that was 105. That was
1: 40 years ago.
3: Okay, a 2017 celebrity hope softball game. 118. Fake event.
5: Okay. Fake event. But Reba understands, Paul.
2: <laughs> she does. Take it Wait, from your so... friend Country Kirk. Cur- Yeehaw. When you were younger, yeah, I'm gonna ride with Country
3: Cur- you Sing it quicker. Yeah. I guess. Is that what you guys yeah, are saying? Yeah, like, I think
2: the bigger the event is, the, the longer it gets. You know what I mean? Really? She knows what kind of story I have
4: heard Cleave. that. The
3: bigger <laughs> the event. What Robert what Robert did you just say? <laughs> Reba Cleave? What are uh. they? <laughs> this is like, are we allowed to talk about this when you become a senior citizen? I assume she is, right? How old is she? <laughs>
4: 70? I
2: mean, it's if she's request. singing anthems in 85. Oh, she's 68. Can you request 68 year old cleavage, Aaron? I don't think that's allowed. Ooh. That's I I mean, someone's Reba. grandmother. Does it still exist?
5: We had so, people. <laughs> she looks <was> good. <laughs> we had people barking on Twitter over Dolly Parton on Thanksgiving. I think that people that's- will come to bat I mean, for Reba. Okay, were she's barking different. online.
3: Dolly's built different. Though, that was it was crazy though too. That was wild. (laughs) Jerry, you know what? Maybe it is kind of it is wild
5: that that's the first time I've heard Joe ever say "built different." It's the first time I think I've ever heard Joe say that. And of course, of course, it was in this context.
2: (laughs) Dolly's built.
4: I mean, that's crazy.
3: Well, I'm around. Ra- I'm around a bunch of 11 year olds that, when they uh they go to bat, they say, "I'm built different." So it, yeah, I end up I've
5: been lot. saying that on this show.
3: Oh well, yeah, a lot of you, you kids are 11 year old. Yeah, yes, exactly. Pretty much same thing. Honestly, they say a lot of the same stuff that Jake says, anyway.
4: I mean, Usher's yeah. built different too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we we've go. been over
3: this. All right, Aaron. can we, we go the ne-
4: Can we get through this first round? Cliff, who?
3: <laughs> Cliff?
1: It's- yeah, no, poor Cliff's been left by the wayside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. No. Since we're only going to get through a few of these. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, so CBS. CBS, kind of a, I don't want to say old stuffy network, but classic network, let's yeah. say. Yeah. I mean, they got she some said. embroidery, just like me, uh, right on their chest. And it's like, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh... Welcome to, like, the classic Vegas. When you think of classic Vegas, it's not the Sphere, which is the favorite for first uh, Vegas landmark to be shown. It's the Welcome to Las Vegas sign at plus 200. So the first Las Vegas landmark shown, the Las Vegas sign, Welcome to Las Vegas, plus
4: 200. I saw that one too, Paul. I agreed with you. I'm like, they're not going to show the Sphere first. It's newer. It's not as old and traditional i think you're True. right I, uh, like that. I like that one a lot all right here's my favorite oh
5: right, yeah no cool here's it's ready? cool hawk thanks oh, no all good. Oh. good. Speaking, oh. of, <laughs> speaking of people getting hey. left by the wayside all hey right. man there was a gap and, and you didn't step, right. step in right we're sure. waiting
4: we're waiting sorry right, Bill, I different. Different. <laughs> facts.
5: facts famously uh I like paul said, like said there's no way we could get back on, to the other end of this so i want to make sure i get these in because these are bangers uh first one the first Maddie he back. gets us ad faith will be the first word shown and that he gets us ad at plus 225 <laughs> love it absolutely love that one because <laughs> sports they're gonna use tie it into sports somehow faiths so whatever i don't know but those commercials are so dumb and I love it. And the second one, this is a banger. I love this one. The first 49ers celebrity fan to be shown. I couldn't believe he was last on the board. Eight to one, Aaron Paul. He's last on the board. Oh. People love this guy. And he's everywhere. Eight to one, absolutely. For my lungs. Aaron's heart just dropped. I know.
1: Aaron's
4: so close to my banger. Yeah. She scroll down a little uh, further.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll leave Aaron's for her. Uh, I'm gonna go to the other side. we are gonna pick one Chiefs fan, what are you not picking? Chet, Ted Chet, Chet Lasso. Are you not picking Ted Lasso <laughs> to show first as a Chiefs fan? Wow. Uh Jason Th- Sudeikis wow. at plus four hundred as a first Chiefs fan show. Show.
4: I still don't. Did not know Brad Pitt is a Chiefs fan.
1: Who's the guy that's oh, a
4: that is on Modern Family?
3: He's a big Chiefs fan, right? A
2: supporting. Um, actor. Yeah, Eric Stone Street from uh, Modern yes. Family. Is that oh, who it's you always Four to yeah. one.
4: Yeah.
2: He's the yeah. third yeah.
4: favorite. All right, since we're running out of time, which 49 Niners rapper... <laughs> rapper Let her go. Let her go. She really wants to get to this. Let her go first. Of course, I should have worn the sweatshirt. E forty is the favorite at two to one.
2: Oh, forty was was all over uh, singing the praises of Brock Purdy the other day. I saw on Good Morning Football it was like standing there firmly in Brock Purdy's corner when no one else Man, will. We
4: gotta get E forty on the show. That would be a bucket get, list for me. Get on that. I'll yeah, work on you that. Paul's about to <laughs> 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 start sending. We, we some forgot DMs. to bring it up in the meeting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. I'm a gonna go, guess. I'm gonna go number the of halftime songs. Number of halftime songs is eight and a half somehow. And it's <sighs> juiced, it's like minus one sixty-five to the over. But I mean, Rihanna did what, fifteen songs or something crazy last year? You can't find anybody in the last 10 years who's done fewer than eight songs in a halftime show. So over eight and a half songs at minus one sixty five. And I'm kind of tempted to take OMG to be the opener at plus 145 as well. That was my favorite novelty prop bet.
3: Whatever the OMG? juice is, 8.5 over. No, uh, the 8.5 number. The total. The Grano's 15. You're right. Uh, Dre and Snoop, they did 11, yeah. 11 songs. Even when it was the weekend, he went over that number. Nine. Um, Paul's favorite halftime show, Shakira, Shakira, and J-Lo, 17 songs. Like, he's they're getting a nine. At the halftime show, that's easy. Um, where else am I going to go? I considered Andy Reid, burger patties, in his post game meal. The over under is one and a half. How do you know <laughs> that? Was, <laughs> it's got to be made Who public. They show it in the
4: locker this?
3: room. Yeah, I I, I I also consider. Well, Shan- they mentioned Shanahan blew a twenty eight to three lead. Like that's that's a
1: dog
4: for it's me. On my last. Yes.
1: Like it plus yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to happen,
3: right? Yeah, but in in the end, I went. Pre Super Bowl, score the winning touchdown in the Puppy Bowl. I'm going with Bark Purdy at 33 to one. <laughs> what are
2: we doing?
5: Hell yeah, brother! Is that a hell yeah, Tucker,
2: but. Bark Purdy. <laughs> what? what the hell just happened?
5: Bark Purdy is what we're gonna be calling Joe, depending on what Reba's wearing.
2: <laughs> Me
5: howling. <laughs>
2: Uh, Charch, Paul Charchi Leave in a Fantasy it. Football Weekly <laughs> joins us next Leave to it. talk Super Bowl 58 bets right here on BetQL Daily. Cool.
1: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network.
2: Live coast to coast on the BetQL network and wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today and take us with you. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. And of course on YouTube as well alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. Jason Logan of Covers.com joins us in 40 minutes uh, to talk more Super Bowl props including novelty props. Could we possibly get any deeper into the conversation of what the set list will look like for the halftime show? Don't worry. Jason's doing the research. We'll crunch the numbers with them. NFL year in review wraps up with the final division of the eight. We've talked about in retrospect, the AFC West coming up in 20 minutes, but just three days until kickoff, a little more than 72 hours, Super Bowl 58 in Vegas. We got him back. Our guy, Charge. Paul Charge, you know, Fantasy Football Weekly and Guillotine Leagues. Follow him on socials as well, at Paul Charchi. And Charch, thanks for joining us today, man. Super Bowl 58, we're down to the last game of the year. All kinds of different angles on this thing, but one that I think a lot of people agree on, if they like the Niners, is it's going to have to be a Christian McCaffrey game. Uh, Let's start there. Let's start with the rushing attacks for both of these teams, in particular for the Niners. They don't want to have to play from behind again, like they have in the playoffs. Is it a CMC-heavy
0: game? It really is. And the way to beat the Chiefs is on the ground as reverse exemplified by Todd Munkin's moronic scheme last week, only giving his runners six carries, and they scored 10 points. And if you go back to the wild card round, Raheem Morris only got eight carries against Kansas City, and Miami scored seven points. If you want to break out of the seven- and ten-point games, for the love of God, run the ball. You know, they should have done it last week. Christian McCaffrey's attempt number, 18 and a half, pretty much universally everywhere. In Chiefs' losses, teams averaged a very healthy 23 carries and almost five full yards per game. We don't need the 23 carries, but if there are 23, Christian McCaffrey's going over 18 and a half. Eliza Mitchell's not sniping a bunch of carries here. And the five times that an opposing runner against Kansas City has gone to that 19 carry threshold that we're looking at, Kansas City went two and three in those games. Niners finished number one in run block rate by Pro Football Focus. Chiefs were dead last in run stuff win rate by ESPN. The path that leaves three least resistance here is on the ground, Christian McCaffrey. We're gonna take over on attempts.
3: All right, let's uh let's talk about Brock Purdy. Love your approach here. You had a couple uh a couple of different props. We we know how tough the passing matchup could be, yeah. but I, I know there's been a trend lately.
0: Uh, with Brock. What do you think? Yeah, we're going to dip Brock two different ways here. We're going to go under on passing yards. You know, if you love Christian McCaffrey, you get a lot of work. We got to take, we're going to take away from Brock here as well. Uh, The passing yardage number shoppable to right around 248 and a half passing yards. Let me give you some data. Now I'm going back 13 games, but I'm going to take out two games. I'm taking out week 18 when Kansas City didn't play their starters. And I'm also taking out a game in which Kansas City effectively pushed this line. The other 11 quarterbacks that have faced Kansas City, Chiefs have held nine of the 11 under Purdy's line, 248 and a half, and the average passing game over those 11 games, 192 yards, 192. We're talking about getting 248 and a half. That gives us 55, six yards of wiggle room right here. That's a That is a tremendous opportunity. Love this chance. Kansas City ranks third best in yards per completion. Meaning they the the passes they do give up are short passes. So we may not get the big explosive games, uh gains from Brock Purdy. That'll help us hit the under as well.
4: What are you gonna do with Debo Samuel? Against the Lions, he had 89 receiving yards and only seven yeah. rushing. But obviously, this is a player that could be used in multiple facets in this game. So what do you plan to do with him?
0: Yeah, that that was last game. We're going to go against both of those trends here. And let me tell you why. So first, Debo Samuel, we're going to go over on receiving yards, 59 and a half. Shoppable to that that level. He hit the over last week, as as you mentioned, Aaron. Uh, But he had been under five straight games before that. And I really want to hone in on his individual matchups. So Debo runs a lot from the slot. That puts him up against first-round cornerback Trent McDuffie, and he's really good. Over his last 10 games, he's allowing two catches for 28 yards in his coverage. That's it. So then you might be thinking, well, what if they kick Debo Samuel outside? Well, Legereus Sneed plays outside, and while he'll be on Brandon Ayuk a lot, he'll also be able to flex over to Samuel if they want. And he gives up two-and-a-half catches for 28 yards per game, so it doesn't get any easier out there. So, I don't like the individual matchups here for Debo Samuel. Run heavy game, as I mentioned before. We're going to play the under on receiving yards.
2: So, Charge, let's, let's go this direction then, because the logic you're laying out makes a ton of sense, but we're talking about a, a lot of under in receiving and passing, over and rushing, yeah. whether it's attempts or yards. Do we have mm-hmm. any receiving overs, whether it's in catches or yards that we like?
0: Not on the Niner side. I don't have any that I like wow. on the Niners side. Um, my sure. worry on Ayuk, um, and it, I think his num- his line is fair, uh, but my worry on Ayuk is that he does end up getting um Lejarius Sneed for most of this game. And then that it could be that could be a death sentence for Brandon Ayuk. That worries me a little bit. And then Kittle, mm-hmm. extremely unreliable in any game Debo Samuel plays. The times you hit Kittle are when Debo Samuel's out. So I couldn't, I couldn't get to him either here. So I don't, I don't like the overs for any of the Niners receivers.
3: OK, I, I, I know it's not uh, an official recommendation, but, you know, you take a deep dive into uh, the prop bets for both sides. And, you know, based on what you just said, the total has not been moving in this game. Like, it opened 48. It's back yeah. down to 47 and a half. Rock solid all week. Like, it doesn't seem like anything is swaying there. Um, since you don't think the Niners are going to push the ball down the field, are you are you thinking scoring is going to be a
0: little bit limited? I do. I would play the under. Um, and you know, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't analyze for, for who's going to win the game. Um, so I'm not giving you that angle, but I I think there's a lot of ways that the under can hit in this one. Um, and that's, you know, that's a, to me, that's, I wouldn't call it a concern. I it's an opportunity. Even if Christian McCaffrey hits the over 18 and a half attempts that we love, this could be a much more of a ball control game. Do you want Brock Purdy to try to win or lose your game? Or do you want Christian McCaffrey? (laughs) to try to win or uh-huh. lose the game. Right. So, <laughs> right. Um, let me hit on one more that we talked about Debo Samuel. We didn't mention the rushing yards. Do we have a moment to get to that? Yeah. we Yes. Have. Let's do it. Let's do it. I like the over on rushing yards. Uh, I'm seeing the line at either 15 and a half, 16 and a half rushing yards for Debo. So we're going to give you some really unusual data here that I think you're going to like Kansas city saw the fifth most wide receiver rushing attempts in the regular season. And in this postseason. Jalen Waddle got a rushing attempt. Stefan Diggs, Zay Flowers all got carries against the Chiefs. Waddle, Diggs, and Flowers don't normally get carries. So this suggests that opposing coordinators, they're seeing something exploitable from wide receivers running against Kansas City. And, of course, Debo Samuel's great at that. He led all wide receivers in rushing attempts, rushing yards, and he averaged six yards per carry, which is awfully impressive. And I'll give you a couple, couple more quick uh, Debo stats. Samuel led all. All non-running backs at 3.4 yards after contact. That's a running back number from Debo Samuel. He's, you know, first contact, he's still piling up 3.4 yards. So, uh, and by the and an insane 31% breakaway percentage, which is gains of at least 15 yards. A third of his carries are going for at least 15 yards. If he hits one of those, we've just gone over right there. So, Debo Samuel, like the over on rushing yards.
4: What about Noah Gray? Uh, I haven't heard a lot of people mention him. You've got a prop you like for him, right?
0: I do. And this is why this is such a weird segment because we talk about weird stuff like Noah Gray, who you can get at over 10 and a half receiving yards between 10 and 12.5. half and 12 and a half, but every yard counts when we're at this low of a number. Oh, you you, gonna a, you don't get you don't get a lot of backup tight end data. Here it comes. Over the final five weeks of the regular season, Niners defense dead last in tight end yards allowed. And in the playoffs, Detroit's tight ends just piled up 105 yards. Weirdly, San Francisco gets hammered by backup tight ends. We're going to go all the way back to week 11. I'm going to give you some depth tight ends who have hit Noah Gray's over. You're going to wonder who these guys are and if they're even in the league. (laughs) Week 11, Payne Durham. Week 12, Will Disley. Week 14, Colby Parkinson. Week 15, Elijah Higgins and Jeff Swaim. Week 16, Charlie Kohler. Week 18, Bryson Hopkins. Divisional round, a hobbled Luke Musgrave hit the over. Last game, Anthony Firkster nearly hit the over. So in total, the last 10 San Francisco games, eight backup tight ends have gone over Noah Gray's line. Ten and a half receiving yards. Gray runs 18 routes per game. He averages 10 yards per catch. I just need him to catch one pass. That's it. And if this compels you, you might want to consider Noah Gray's anytime touchdown plus 950. But the official recommendation over 10 and a half receiving yards. What do you think? I like that one. I, I like that angle a lot, and he just hit
2: his season high in targets, matched his season high in targets last week. I know he only came down with two catches for eight yards or whatever it was, but yeah, five targets last week against Baltimore. Yeah. I like that. So, what, Charge, what, what's what's the game plan for you? What's the plan of attack for Sunday? Is it down in the basement, uh, dark and alone <laughs> so you can focus on the game? Is it at a Super <laughs> Bowl party so you can take advantage of the food and the drinks? What's the game plan for Sunday Sunday evening for you?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked. I've hosted a Super Bowl party for about 15 straight years. I invited you guys; nobody answered. Um, a little bitter about <laughs> that. And Paul's going without cancel, us. Apparently, had to cancel it a couple days ago because—and take this as a warning, everybody. Turned uh-huh. out the water line that runs into the refrigerator for the ice cube maker had developed a leak. You don't know that for days no. and days because it's leaking no. under your refrigerator. And then no. a couple of days ago, I'm walking around, and my 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 wood in my kitchen is all starting to warp. I'm like, okay, what gives? Start That's investigating. The floor's wet, and it's in a big radius around around the refrigerator. Fridge. So we had oh. to call in one of the mold remediation people. They brought in twelve fans and dehumidifiers in my kitchen. They tore up. They had to tore, tear up the walls looking for mold. They tore up the floors. The whole house is a disaster. Super Bowl dead. Super Bowl party dead, and now I'm just gonna be sitting alone watching the Super Bowl with my wife. Man, that's a that like,
3: sucks. I need I need a fridge upgrade too. That's a that's that's
0: necessary. Was it old fridge or just a random Fourteen year old fridge. They sell oh, yeah. little these these little pucks you can buy that you can stick it behind now now stick it behind your fridge and they're just, the they're just monitoring for water, right? Yeah, and I've then got the yeah. I need that. Yeah, put it. I have it yeah, too.
3: People, put it in the fridge. Yep. Yeah. Necessary. Yep. Understand. Uh, we, we were talking off air right before we came back live uh, about your Vikings. You work up at uh, KFan in Minneapolis. sure the yeah. big story is what about Cousins' future? What do you think happens if you were to take a stab at Vikings starting
0: quarterback week one? Who is it? It is not Kirk Cousins. I think it'll be a one of the second tier of, of rookie quarterbacks in this draft class. They're not going to be able to get up to one, two, and three because those teams all are taking quarterbacks. They'll have to make do with the best of that next tier of quarterback. Vikings picking at 11. Uh, they'll probably move down to take that guy. Why not Kirk Cousins, you might be asking. Here's why. Because the Falcons and the Steelers and maybe the Bucks and maybe the Broncos, there's going to be a bidding war, very, very potentially, for Kirk Cousins, who I'll remind listeners and viewers, when he went down, led the NFL in passing yards and touchdowns. I mean, yes, he looked better than virtually every quarterback in the league at the moment he went down. Achilles' injury is not great for a quarterback, but it's not like he was fleet of foot anyway. So not right. a death sentence for him. I just think there's so many teams in the quarterbacks, the price will be too high. The Vikings have to sign Justin Jefferson to the highest paid non-quarterback contract in the league. They're not going to be able to pay both. Yeah. They're going to reset the position, I believe. Wow. Yeah, I don't ask this as a completely and you want, totally. You want to pick it? The no. uh, three
3: of us have quarterback. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was going to say, <laughs> we've all got issues here, Charge. We can deal.
0: <laughs> we can make uh, a move I here. hear you. I hear you. Pick it. Oh, man. I feel for you, my man. That's, that is tough. Pittsburgh's a wild card. You know, at some point, you're going to be able to bet where Kirk Cousins is going to go. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. is a fascinating wild card. Mike Tomlin needs to win now. <laughs> he they don't they can't. Yeah. Mike Tomlin does not have the luxury of t- of going to another first round pick quarterback that doesn't work out. That'll be the end of him.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, that'll be. So uh, here's the thing though: forty five mil. Like this, uh, I don't know if the Steeler if you're going to be able to convince a member of the Rooney family to pry forty five million dollars out of their pocket to pay for Kirk Cousins, especially what's the prognosis? Is he ready week one?
0: Yeah, he'll be ready week one. Yeah, way ahead right. of progress, right ahead of schedule right now. He's been rehabbing this thing since the day after. I mean, it's been, yeah, nonstop for him. He's He'll be ready to start the season.
3: Charge, we brought that up to him the other day, just messing with uh, Chris a little bit. And he said, what, bringing him? We get, what, one more win? Like, come <laughs> on. There's <laughs> no, a
5: much wider gap. Come on, Chris. The Delta
0: win in Mason this Rudolph. Year. <laughs>
5: Oh.
2: <laughs> the, yeah, that, there, but that there, was a, a gap. That's not on Cousins and Rudolph. I'll grant that. But like yeah. the Steelers are a 10-win team. Are we going to spend 45 mil to be an 11-win team? I mean, no, I mean, you're I mean,
0: going mean, to spend 45 <laughs> mil to be a 14-win team and go host playoff games. That's what Whoa. you're going to do. Your quarterback costs you talk. four wins.
2: Oh, pick it. Definitely. Trubisky alone cost them three yeah, wins. Right. So, right.
0: <laughs> but,
2: but Joe, Joe, Joe knows that story firsthand as well. Charge. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for the time, man. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you for a great the season. Game. Love, love Good luck with you on guys. All the bets. We'll do it again. Absolutely. Thanks, we'll catch up maybe around uh around draft time. Paul Charchian of Guillotine Leagues and Fantasy Football Weekly. Follow him on social at Paul Charchian. It's BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Make sure to take us with you on your Odyssey app. It's free. Download it today. Speaking of places that need quarterbacks, Denver is one of them. Vegas as well. NFL year in review wraps up with the AFC West next here on BetQL Daily.
1: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Jimmy Ward in the end zone. Game over. Houston wins it. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, from BetQL.
2: Oh, Russ. Where does he end up? You want to talk about quarterbacks looking for homes and teams looking for quarterbacks? Where does Russell Wilson end up? It's BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Chris Mack, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth in an hour from now we wrap up the show with our lightning bets anything we want to add to our super bowl 58 cards as it's now three days away and any bets for tonight's action as well 20 minutes from now jason logan of covers.com and the sharp 600 will join us to talk all kinds of props for super bowl 58 including the novelty stuff that we drafted earlier like How many songs during the halftime show? There's a good number on that out there. What's the opener? What's the closer? Uh, So much to get into with Jason in 20 minutes, but we've done the NFL year in review for the last two weeks, division by division, and we're down to our last division, guys. AFC West, Aaron, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. We've got... Two new coaches, right? We've got Antonio Pierce taking over in Vegas, but having a little bit of a foundation laid being the interim for the second half of the year. We've got Harbaugh in LA. We've got Sean Payton, like I mentioned, trying to figure out his quarterback position in Denver. And then you've got the Chiefs, who are looking at a possible third ring in five years. Once again, After I remember two off-seasons ago when Russ first went to Denver. So many people, myself included, talked about how stacked the AFC West was going to be. What a deep division this was. And now here we are two years later, and it kind of feels like we're back to the Chiefs and everybody else.
4: Mm -hmm. I mean, I do expect that to be different this year. We've talked about Jim Harbaugh and, you know, even when he was with the Niners, how he took that team and they, you know, significantly increased their win total the next year. And that's a team where you don't have to worry about who the quarterback is going to be with the Chargers. So I certainly expect them to have much more than five wins. As for the Broncos though, I I don't think they'll have quite as big of a jump, especially since you don't really know who the quarterback is going to be, which is obviously very important. And same with the Raiders. Like they certainly overachieved. Now you got Antonio Pierce there again, I expect them to be around what they did, maybe one or two more wins, more or less. Um, I don't expect a lot from the Raiders. So I think it'll probably be the Chargers and the Chiefs next year at the top, Joe.
3: Two things really stood out in the division this season and going into next year. Uh, From a betting perspective, holy cow, did the betting market nail this division? Of course, it's easy to make the Chiefs a big favorite. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the win total. Kansas City win total. They went under, guys, under 11 and a half with 11 wins. Vegas goes over because of the strong finish, strongish finish with Antonio Pierce. Over seven and a half. You know, right there at eight. Denver goes under eight and a half with eight. Those three all by a half by the hook. Yeah. They nailed this division. And then there's the Chargers. Everybody told me before the season they were going to win the Super Bowl. Um, all the analytics fans and uh, their win total of nine and a half does not come close, and they end up with five wins. But you know you have you have the injury to the quarterback. But even without that, they were not going over that number of nine and a half. Like when you looked at where they were um, when Herbert goes down, they were five and seven still. And then with Easton Stick. They lost those last five games, so yeah. it probably looks worse than it is, but they had injuries yeah. everywhere, everywhere across the board. It's it, it's strange to do this with KC though, before um their last game of the season. But, you know, they've got impactful players that I'm not sure that they're going to be able to bring back. Chris Jones isn't as strong, you know, he's past his prime, but like they're going to feel that. That's going to be a big loss when he moves on. That's the expectation. Their left tackle Donovan Smith is a free agent. Kelsey rumors, I think he returns, but who knows? We've seen some shocking retirements this offseason NFL and college. So um KC there's going to be some big moves, but yeah, I mean, they've lost a lot the last few years and there's and they're still in the yeah. Super Bowl here.
2: <laughs> so I mean, they're, they're still an 11 and a half win team next year. Like, I, I don't, I, yeah. You, yeah, you point out they came under just by the hook. I think that number's accurate again because they've done a great job of replenishing the talent on the defensive side of the ball. Karloftis is there now, Sneed. Um, so they're prepared, I think, for some of those departures, at least on the defensive side of the ball. The rest of the division, though, I think ends up probably coming in right around the same as they did, like seven and a half, eight and a half, right? Like Denver, Vegas, I'd probably put it seven and a half. I think there will be some regression because they they don't have a quarterback or we we don't know who it's going to be anyway. Maybe that changes once once the quarterback position gets settled um, because you do have Devontae Adams to throw the ball to. But Denver, I think, is a seven and a half until they figure out their quarterback situation at best. And the Chargers are probably an eight and a half because you have to show me that – what do you think they are? Chargers.
3: I get what you're saying. They were in last place, but I, I throw out those last five games because what is Easton's like? Right. I don't. I don't know right. what that is. So, um, so let's
2: say a healthy Herbert go goes three and two in those games, right? It's let's a say... massive upgrade at at coach. Oh, massive. massive, massive. And it was nine and a half with Staley.
3: So, is it going to be eight and a half? Ooh. Who's Who's going to have the second highest? You think Vegas and Denver are going to have a, a higher win total than Chargers? I do not. I
4: I that's, think Chiefs, that's then point. chargers. I mean, chargers, yep. but
2: I, I I don't think if you it's no more than nine and a half max. And that no, is, no, that no. includes no. I mean everything that like a perfect offseason, right? And you're still yeah. putting a lot of faith, Aaron, in them finally that Harbaugh's gonna walk in and and automatically figure out a defense that Staley wasn't able to figure out for the last two years.
4: Yeah, it's just t- it's tough to figure out that win total with five wins, uh, because nine and a half is a massive jump. But they don't have the quarterback issues, and now with a really good head coach in place, you've got to think they get there. If They're the if the Raiders can have too, eight wins but... last year, the Chargers can have ten.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, people expect them to go to the playoffs. I'm one of them this year. That'll be have to be a quick turnaround, but I think nine and a half will end up being the number. You know, the other the other key point with this division, I'm worried this has the feels of, see, you can't let the players pick the coach. That's the perception mm. of what the Raiders did. And the, the other side of that is, is it Antonio Pierce's fault? No, if it goes poorly. Because he's also going against Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh six times, and those are the teams you're chasing in the division. Like, these guys are Super Bowl coaches. I, I I was rooting for Pierce. I was hoping he was going to get the job. But, man, now when you look how everything shook out in that division, that's tough with, with all that other, experience yeah. and that winning on
2: their side. And you're putting the offense in the hands of Luke Getze, who didn't exactly oh, like the God. world on fire. Um, you can Awful. speak to that personally, Joe, uh, in Chicago. Like I mean, we just talked about it. it we were talking about fields during the break and the idea of cousins and where he lands and, and how it relates to the Steelers, for example, and other teams looking for quarterbacks. And like, I, I have a hard time believing that Justin Fields is as bad as he looked at times, or as I get not even bad, just as mid as average as he looked at times last year yeah. under Luke Getzey. Like I put a lot of that on Getzey who has, has he seen any great level of success When he's been detached from Aaron Rodgers?
3: No, no, he hasn't. And he had a number one receiver here, DJ Moore, who's legit. Mm -hmm. Like there were pieces. They had a great run game as well, but couldn't figure things out on offense. You know, Denver is just a team that I find as confounding as any. Like I don't know where they are. I don't know if the arrow is pointed up. And part of that's the quarterback, but also the other pieces around the quarterback. Like I'm just, I, okay, eight, nine. That makes sense to yeah. me. Point differential negative 56. Remember that a lot of that was because of the game when they got destroyed early in the season, but I just don't know where the Denver Broncos stand. If I'm a, a fan of that team, I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel like, okay, I feel all right with Sean Payton, but I don't know what direction we're going.
4: Yeah. A lot of question marks there as well. Uh, I, Gosh, is it going to be seven and a half, their win total? What do you guys think? Probably, right?
2: That's where I would land, I think. <laughs> Makes sense, because Chargers half, are supposed to take
3: some wins from the division, right? Chargers go up. Um, Chiefs probably stay. Vegas was seven and a half. They get eight wins. They probably stay the same. So, yeah, yeah. I think you'd maybe make Vegas and Denver the same.
2: Yeah, eight and a half-ish. Seven and a half, eight and a half, depending on again on yeah. how the rest of the offseason shakes out. The problem with, with Denver is, to your point, Joe, like it's a bunch of second tier, and I don't mean bad, but like it, there's no like Jerry Judy's good, very good at times, right? Same at could times. be said for Cortland Sutton in the red zone, right? Um he makes yes. big plays. Mm-hmm. Um but Judy, Sutton, Mims, those are little Jordan Humphrey, those are like all wide receiver twos and threes. There's there's not a, a wide receiver one on that roster. Same thing could be said. I love Javante Williams. Like, I think he's capable of big, huge games, but it doesn't happen regularly or consistently enough. Again, maybe that's on the coaching and the offense and the quarterback, and that'll change once the the OC and the quarterback change. But I, I mean, that's not enough to, there's no breakout offensive star on that roster in Denver
3: it it did feel like they figured things out on the defensive side after the first yeah. half of the season or around there, like maybe month and a half in then. I mean, it just normalized because there was no way they were going to keep that all time worst defense pace. I mean, that's where they were going, you know? Uh, so they're just, they're not playoff contention either. Like they're closer to the bottom than the top. And, but
2: I, yeah, I want to Sean see, Payton's now second well, year. I don't think that's what people were expecting there. I want to see what they do at quarterback, Aaron. If they if they do something smart at quarterback that can steal them an extra win, a 9 and 8 team can get in as a wild card depending on how the rest of the AFC falls, but it's not like you expect them to to make any kind of great run.
4: It's going to be tough. It seems like they just have a lot of work to do, but yeah, I'm with you. I wouldn't be surprised if they get lucky at quarterback.
2: BetQL Daily is presented by BetMGM. Ready for the final hour of the show, as we're now just three days away from Super Bowl 58. Lightning bets on the way. Gotta to touch on what happened in hoops last night with the NBA trade deadline coming down later today as well. But up next, Jason Logan Super Bowl bets, including those novelty props on the halftime show. And Aaron wants to know what the odds are on a shirtless Usher. That's next on BetQL Daily.